Blog Talk Radio. It's the Gridiron Studs Show and the promo that's got the flow. Football knowledge from toe to toe with Amo, Salamino, and the other host. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show. Dial us up. Give us a call. We're waiting here to talk some ball. 347-633-9365 is the number to call. So don't sit around. No time to stall. Giving you football from wall to wall. And now we give you our two hosts, Amo and Chad with your breakfast toast. TGIF, it's Chad Wilson, it's Emil Calamino, and we're here to talk sports with you. Why would he have, Why do we have static on the line? I mean, can we have a drama-free, trouble-free, technically sound show today? Are you paying Jocelyn these guys? Stuff around Are you uh, paying I mean, these? good grief, Come I am. On, I'm going to have to reconsider for crying out loud. All right, well, let me not rail on Blog Talk Radio too much. They did give us this lovely opportunity, and here we are today uh, spreading our, uh, what, are we, what are we spreading here? We're spreading something. We're spreading <laughs> knowledge show, from coast to coast. Yes. So go get yeah, your breakfast toast. No, you have your breakfast <laughs> toast. Don't leave. No. Oh, this man is rapping and rhyming. Yeah. Is that what we've got going on today? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the world has turned over on its axis. I've got Emil Calamino dropping a rhyme here. I yeah, think right? I'm dropping some rhyme. Man. You, want, you want me to rap my picks next year like Kenny? That oh, could be scary. Man, you don't want me rapping. Us. This is, um, it might be. <laughs> Hey, you know, if you start rapping and rhyming, you know we're really trying to save the show here. So uh, that would be quite the symbol. All right. Uh, coming up here in the next hour that we're here with you, we're going to talk on a number of things. But we are we, we love list here, as Amo has so um, gladly pointed out. He's so expertly pointed out. We love lists in this country. And so uh, our list today is going to be the top five cheats in sports history. We are going to attempt to uh, compile and break down. Uh, look, there have been many cheats in the world of sports. Uh, notorious. Emil and I are going to try and come up with a I list think, of you know, you, know you, you didn't set any criteria, which I, I love when we don't have criteria because then the list gets, it gets interesting. I'm going to yeah. tell you, my criteria, to be a top cheat, I have to feel that your cheating is, the, is one of the only reasons you are able to succeed. Oh. See, that's my well, criteria. In other words, like I'm not going to tell you if he's on my list or not. But, I, but, uh, for instance, let's take a look at somebody out there in the audience going to yell, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, I'll tell you flat out, won't make my list. Because Barry Bonds had three MVPs when he was uh, about my size playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And he was, you know, the best player in baseball before he decided to say it to, say to everybody, I'm going to hit 73 homers because everybody else is cheating. He was already great. Time, time, time out, time out, time out. Hold on a minute. I'm going to have to throw a penalty flag on this one. Well, you're uh, allowed to. It's your show. Yeah, but, I mean, we don't even know if he's on the list. We haven't even gotten to the list. but already I know. I'm telling you my yeah, criteria because sure, no, the audience is probably saying, how is this idiot going to make a list, me being the idiot, I didn't call you an idiot, of the top cheats to, of all man, time when there's, there's so many cheats. So I'm telling you. hitting 73 homers, Amol without steroids. You see, that's going to be the question. Does he hit 
700 and what, uh, what, what did he hit? 754, 762? Does he hit 762 home runs? And that's what makes steroids? the list interesting because I have a feeling you may include him. I don't know that because you don't tell me your list and I don't tell you mine. I'm just telling you. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of the show. That's what makes it interesting. You may like say, that. you know what? Yeah, he was a really good player, Emil. But, man, the dude doesn't hit 73 homers. So mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, my list is going to be more. I didn't. Th- I don't think you were what you, anything close to what you were, without cheating. So how's that? Oh, uh, okay. Well, we threw anywhere close to in there now. I mean, new parameters are coming. Oh up. boy, what is? I feel like I'm on a political talk show. Do I, <laughs> well, do hey, I need? Do I need to get a know, Republican operative out here to help me? You just. You you just may need to. You just may need to. And by the way, let me just jump off on the onto that, you know, topic right there real quick. By the way, the election is coming up soon and you know last soon, election eighteen season, months we've got to listen to this crap. That's right. And election season, um I ended up unfollowing and unfriending many people through social media as they just got completely loony about the world of politics, their view, and everything else. Were you getting a lot of articles? Were you getting articles? Uh, articles from the you know the ridiculous websites, uh, conservatives online, some made up blog, or liberals for America, where they just pull some story and fact or figure out of the crack of someone's rear end, and they want to present this as fact and blow it up for everyone to see. It's just oh, absolutely. Well, but you you know you ridiculous. do realize that sports and and life kind of parallel one another, which is why I think you can do always do an interesting sports show if you try to tie them together. Um, most of what you have, whether it be sports or politics or whatever, anymore is not news. It's opinion. It's what we're doing. In other words, you got very little hard sports news anymore. Take a look at that. You know, we, we talked about it on Monday. You turn on ESPN, I mean, where are the highlights? Because the highlights are the news. Remember, you're watching a reality show when you watch sports. It doesn't need much commentary. I can watch the game. Just tell me what's, you know, this guy made a layup and they won the game. Okay, that's sports news. When you start telling me what you think about their offense and how he made a layup, now it's an opinion show, and that's what happens in politics. you got very little news anymore. Uh, you know, yeah, very true. It's all sensational stuff. There's no more, um, you know, there's there's no more Peter Jennings. There's no more Walter Cronkite. There's no more. You just you struggle to find a solid place to get. Um, I mean, I like to read both sides twist. of the argument. I really do, just because, you know, believe it or not, I I tend to be closer to the middle on many arguments. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading an article the other day, giving an example. Huffington You'd Post. You'd be called a flip-flopper, too, by the way, in this day and age. I mean, even though it's not a true sense of the word. When well, you don't fall yeah. hard on one side or the other, that's what you get called. Well, flip-flopper. right, because they're, they're the loudest. But, but you know, I read an article on Huffington Post the other day about, you know, the Republicans want to repeal the inheritance tax. Now, personally, I am for that. I could tell you why. But more importantly, the way the article was written, you'd swear to God that, they were stealing from someone. You know, what they never explained in this, you know, it was a hard left article. What they never explained in this is, you know, when someone inherits money, it's already been taxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if, Very if, you go, if you go and earn money today, you pay tax, you put it away. If it earns more money, you pay more tax. You put the, the remaining portion away. At the end, when you pass on, if you give it to your kids, if there is a tax on it, they're paying a tax on money that was already taxed. 
So yeah. They never explained that. Now, you can disagree with, you know, whether you think it's fair or not. That's not my point. The article was written from the perspective of leaving out that explanation. Now, you may be able to make an argument to say, well, here's why I think you should tax it again, or here's why I think you shouldn't. But the article, if you read it, and this I'm just picking that one out. I read ones that are on the right, and the exact same thing. They leave out the explanation of the other side. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I get that. I get that. And trust me, the whole political rhetoric is going to get cranked up, um, and it's going to get louder and louder. We're 18 months out, man, but whew, it's getting cranked up already. Which well, I actually feel we... sad. Are you running? Because I feel like I'm left out. I, I'm not running. We should. Well, I mean, I think the list, instead of ABC News saying, you know, such and such is thrown in their hat for the Republican nomination, I think what they should do is come out with a list of Americans who aren't running for president. I think it would be shorter. Yes. Chad Wilson um, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, has decided not to run for president. You think I'd have a chance? <laughs> you know, at this point, why not? I'll throw yeah, a vote in for everyone, you. Go ahead. Every, everyone has a chance in the beginning, and I'm sure there will be plenty of political discussions had by us, uh, even though that is a very dangerous place um, to tread into um, on on. On any given medium, but nevertheless, all right. What spurns? What spurns? What 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 brings up this top five cheats of all time as our list today? And let me tell you what it was inspired by. Well, I need you and the listeners to check this out. All right. St. Louis Marathon winner disqualified for Boston. Kendall Schler. Okay, and this is female, by the way. I mean, Kendall is a name you you know can go either way on. But anyway. Having been the first woman across the finish line at the Go St. Louis Marathon, Kendall Schler received the glory others had hoped to enjoy. She was photographed with Jackie Joyner Kersey on Sunday morning and stood to collect the $1,500 first prize. She also had improved her time from her third-place finish in 2014, a mark that was good enough to qualify for next week's Boston Marathon. But by Wednesday, officials had determined Schler did not run the marathon in downtown St. Louis Either year, police who have slipped onto the course after the last checkpoint in an attempt to fool race officials into believing she ran the entire 26.2 miles. Officials said that Schler did not register any times on the route and that a review of last year's marathon photos failed to turn up any images of her on the she course. She ran the home stretch. You know what? <laughs> She's, I like that idea. I could do that, man. I want to go to the Boston Marathon. I'll stop up, get some pizza around the 25-mile marker. I'll wait a few hours, digest, and run the last mile. I can do that. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, this is worthy of getting her inducted into our list immediately. Immediately. Let me tell you uh, something. She didn't make she didn't make my list. She didn't make yours. But damn it, man! If we redid this next Friday, she's on my damn list. All right? Oh, she's on creativity my list. alone, she's on my list. I mean, that, now that, oh, that's, that's just a classic. That's just awesome. <laughs> oh, man, this is Saturday Night Live worthy. I would love to know exactly how this went down. Um, what did she do? Did she post up at a Starbucks, drink some coffee, <laughs> check her emails and her texts and hit Twitter a little bit, check the little, you know, check, <laughs> check the race map? How did she plot this whole thing? This is so intricate. It's just awesome. And then how do you give yourself the look of having run 26.2 miles when you actually ran 26.2 meters to come across <laughs> through that finish line, what'd she do? What'd she you pour some water on yourself when you're leaving the Starbucks so it looks like sweat. 
I mean, if anyone were to have video or any type of, uh, you know, chronological still photos of her pulling off this scam, that would be uh, really worth posting. Do you know be down with this from the grave? I could just picture him now with a big smile on his face with his gold chains and his glasses looking down from above. Who's this? Al Davis. Al Davis would absolutely love that. Just win, baby, with that New York accent of his. Just win. My God, did she did she ever. As a result, her times have been erased, as you would expect they would. Her spot in Boston vacated, and she will no longer be allowed to run in the local organization's events. You I mean, don't one could argue that she she's never had huh? run. She's never run in any of their events, so she's not going to be missing out on anything. <laughs> How's that for a Twitter post if she says, yeah, you banned me, good, I, I, didn't, I never ran anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, this, you know, this chick has, you know, uh, denied someone else some recognition, namely the person who cranked their knees into the concrete for 26.2 miles and didn't get to pose with Jackie Joyner-Kersey and, um, you know, feel the local endorsement offers, I guess, that Schleer has. Good grief. Let me, let me ask you something before we go pay some bills. And get to our list later. Two quick two minutes. Did you get a chance, speaking of sports, to see that ESPN reporter? Um, I the did young not, blonde. I heard about the story, but I didn't hear her. Uh, I haven't seen the video. Is it is it worthy? Is it is it? Oh, she TV? she got suspended this morning. It's bad. I mean, listen, she's she's a very good looking girl. Ugly is 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 what I would call. She, she's actually ugly. When you see this, it takes you and you look at her. You see her in a different light. I mean, her attitude. And the way she treated this person and what she said to them, and well, funny. Well, tell, the, tell the listeners exactly what what happened there for those who didn't follow. Apparently, I think it was enough. a towing place. I'm guessing. I'm trying, I mean, I, I picked. It's a minute video. You know, they had the. Oh the, wait, wait, come on. Let me call a quick timeout before you get into this story. Right off rip, right off rip. If you're ever gonna get ugly in life, I don't care who you are. Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, uh, Mother Teresa are all subject to going off on a towing place. Yeah, well, but she, what's what she said? She said, you know, basically, and you can watch it. It's on my page on the break. Watch it. She said to the girl, to the effect of, you know, I guess you're just into taking people's money, and the girl didn't say anything, and she said something else to her. And then basically, went on to tell her, how do you like your job? You know, just you know, basically, you're stupid collecting money. I'm on TV, and the girl said something back, and you know, she said, well, that's because I have a brain. And then she said, you know, something about, you know, why don't you lose some weight and you have nice teeth. I mean, she really, I mean, it was, it was some pretty cruel, pretty cruel stuff to say to somebody. I mean, I didn't really catch anything awful from the other end. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you're not even perceptive enough, this girl from ESPN, to understand that you're not on ESPN because of your brain. You're not on ESPN because they care a damn if you know anything about sports. You're on ESPN because you're eye candy. She's not even smart enough to well, figure see, now that you're, part out. Now you're now you're being ugly there. I mean, come on. I'm not being ugly. I'm being no. I'm being real. Go take a look at her. Go listen to what she says. Listen, she's not on ESPN. I'm gonna have she's, to see it. But without seeing this video, Emil, if you're ever gonna be nasty to someone, if you're ever gonna give them the brunt of all of the sharpest tongue that you've ever had, it's got to be the tow truck person. <laughs> If the tow truck it's one thing, fat, listen, come on, man, you know what I watch the video. Ugly, you're gonna, come on. If it's ugly, one thing to criticize what ugly. someone does. It's another thing to tell somebody, hey, I'm beautiful, go fix your teeth, and you're fat. 
I mean, I think her biggest mistake there, Matt, was pointing out that she was on TV. Because then now, you know, I don't think otherwise. Why did this even? How did they even know to like make this public? No, apparently she, she pointed out she was on TV, and yeah, the girl that was a big mistake. The girl behind the desk actually told her, you know, you're on video, and she said something to the effect of, I don't go, you know, go go take your video, do what you want to do, you know, I'm on TV, yeah, something like that, you know. Okay, um, let's help this lady out. Maybe she didn't have her coffee. Maybe it was that time of the month. Maybe she didn't <laughs> hey, have coffee. Hey, hey, did. Wait a second, maybe, I'm throwing maybe, a flag on you. I'm throwing a flag well, on you. There's a lot of flags going on. That's a, that's offensive to any it of is. our female I listeners. I, I said it. Clip it. Quote it. Maybe it was that time of the month, and she didn't have her coffee, and she got towed. Man, you can. You know, my wife factors. says sometimes I have my time of the month. She says when I'm cranky. <laughs> we're, but you know we're allowed, and it's you know not ever to be pointed out. Well, so I'm gonna have to see the video. I don't know if I'll see it. Watch the video when on the break. It's only a minute. Somewhere. You can spare it. I'm just saying, I've got no love and sympathy for the tow truck people. And for the folks down here in, in South Florida who have gone down to South Beach, um, I guarantee you, if you've been to South Beach four times, five times in your lifetime, you've been towed. And they're very unscrupulous with it. And um, I don't know that they even follow any types of rules or guidelines. But um, they down here have absolutely, positively no love whatsoever for the tow truck people. It's so. Hey, listen. The parking on South business, Parking, by the way, down down near South Beach is a, a real pain. Oh, it's a complete racket. Uh, yeah. An absolute complete racket. And it's been it's it's been such a good industry that they've made um, uh, reality shows about tow trucks and and towing people down there. And South Beach Tow is a very popular show uh, that's out there. All right. Nevertheless, we're going to go take a break. When we get back. The top five cheats of all time. You want to join us on the show today, the number to call, 347-633-9365. Again, 347-633-9365. We're going to take a break. I'm going to be thinking about tow truck companies when I get back. Seven season, summer basketball, family picnics, all around the corner, and you're paying big money for t-shirts from screen printers? Why? Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay an even higher price. More colors mean higher prices. How do we solve this? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, put any wording you want, Print it on your inkjet print paper and using the proper paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, you can get this the way that you want it. There's no limit to the amount of color or the design. You can transfer a photograph using this paper. It's great for team sports. It's great for family reunions. It's great for birthday grips. The t-shirt is part of the American culture and now you can design your own. Don't worry if you haven't done it before. T-Shirt Supplies has the first-rate customer service. They will help you get the paper you want for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them now at tshirtsupplies.com. That's t-shirts, no hyphen, supplies, plural, all one word, dot com. Or call them at 1-877-857-2737. That's 1-877-85-PAPER. tshirtsupplies.com. Go there now. Thank you. 
Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoff. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over 600000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! here on Gridiron Stud Show. You don't mind that I'm eating while I do my show. No, have your the breakfast wife, toast. The the good wife. There it is. Good wife has come through with some some food here. She's playing hooky from work today. Oh, she's off today. Yeah, she is. She is, and she, and uh, she comes through with with gifts. So, gotta love that. That Hug is your nice. wife today, folks. All right, nevertheless, we've got our top five cheats of all time uh, coming up here for you. And I think we're going to have fun putting this list together. There are obviously going to be some people that should be on this list that are not going to make it. I'm eager to hear yours. So who should go first here, me or you? Should we flip well, a coin? Well, since you came up, let me go first because I can't wait to hear your list. All right. Have at it, friend. I'm writing it down. Piece of paper and pen is out. And of course, uh, just as he's ready to go, we, we we lose our man there. So he'll rejoin me here in a moment. But uh, nevertheless, uh, as I said, and as we said in the last segment, this whole top five list has uh, has been inspired by uh, the uh, a St. Louis woman who went out and cheated her way to back-to-back wins in the St. Louis Marathon. <laughs> Uh, cleverly. Now, let me go cleverly, first. You yes. div- you came up with a topic, so let me throw mine out there because I can't wait to hear yours because you seem like you uh, actually had an axe to grind here. So, uh, not necessarily, but 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 go ahead. We'll we'll have some fun with this. <clears throat> Number five. I I really debated the five spot. Um, so I have a bunch of them were done that I I think could be on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm gonna put Bill Belichick. I mean, okay. It seems like this guy is always, you know, on the fringe of 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 cheating, and it's it's it, it, whenever there's an issue. Wait, are you telling he, me you weren't sure you wanted to put him on this list at all? Well, I had other ones that I think are just, you know, wor- just as worthy as Bill for that five hole. But but when I think about a guy who accidentally taped the Super Bowl and was told not to do that, <laughs> accidentally. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> Super Bowl practices, taped the Jets' sideline signals when he was told not to, and then amazingly had 12 of his 13 footballs come in two pounds underweight in a game played in the rain, which helped his quarterback. Mm. I think this guy is probably as clever as the lady who won the St. Louis Marathon without running. So I've got to put the, the great yeah. Bill Belichick All these coincidences, the and, and, and you were debating as to whether or not he should be on the list. Well, so because, you know, he's a higher-profile name. I was debating because some of them are people who are younger might not. They're going to say, oh, really? You have them on the list? Like my number four. I talked to you a little bit about this. The only one I shared off air because I was debating her. But I'm putting Marion Jones on the list, the great sprinter, track and field star, who denied, 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 but then we found out. Dang. Poor Mary. She did a lot of cheating. Yeah, that's rather unfortunate. You know, part of the criteria there, okay, so uh, let me stop you right here. You said before we even made this list, part of the criteria was would these people be able to accomplish the things that they did accomplish without the use of steroids? And I'm going to give you this one this little story. When I was a senior in high school, Marion Jones was a freshman in high school, and I ran track, and we'd uh, have large invitational meets. And she was at I, pretty much, I want to say, every invitational meet that our team went to, she was also at. And let me tell you, as a freshman, Marion Jones would win the 100 meters by, it seemed like, 10 meters every time she ran. As a freshman running in California, absolutely blowing away the competition. Her using steroids was completely baffling to me. Because, you know, well, when you see again, someone, when you start when you getting someone, to the upper on, echelon, when you see someone well, with that kind of greatness, I did follow her career, and she had always been a top sprinter. So why she felt the need to take drugs was always something that really, really baffled me and led me to believe that, man, all of track and field must be. If that individual right there needed to take steroids to win, to be on the top of her game, then, and then everyone has to be taking it. And, and the reason I included her is I have no way of knowing when or how she started, so I don't know. I mean, obviously she wasn't doing it as a freshman in high school, I'm going to assume, but when she got into her more of her, you know, international Olympic career, I have no idea when she started doing it and how and how much it helped because I'm assuming of of all the sports, steroids is really going to help you in track and field as far as running faster and being stronger. So, I'm going to put yeah. her on the list. Okay, she's there. What can we Number do about three is going to be one for our football fans. And this is a okay. guy I watched a special on. He's unfortunately passed away. Uh, he was a mega cheater, was Lyle Alzado. I mean, this guy almost <laughs> invented steroids in the NFL, and I'm not sure he could have did anything. And I'm not sure he, he even almost said as much in, in the, you know, the, the interviews I saw in this NFL piece about his life um, mm-hmm. that he wasn't even sure he could have done as much without steroids. I mean, this guy was bulked up on steroids out of his mind because of the rage that you get from taking that many steroids. So I'm just not sure he could have been much, you know, of anything special without the steroids. Mm. Okay. I mean, I could I could certainly um, be down with him uh, being uh, listed as a cheater of all time, but, but I, I really want to see how number one and two Number two, you know, there's so many, there's so many from this era, but this guy was the original, and I'm really not sure that that he was anything without him. Was Jose Canseco? I mean, here's a guy that just came in, came into the major leagues. Okay, he looked like he walked out of the front of one of those weightlifting magazines. Okay, the bat looked like this little toothpick in his hands. (laughs) And, you know, he's oh, he's taking these things, hitting homers, and, you you know, you're saying to yourself now, looking back, I'm not sure this guy was very good without these. 
Yeah, and you know, and he's another one who admits to that. That uh, he basically he does. He he wasn't yeah. sure he was good without them. It wasn't like he. I don't think he really played much. He came in the era where basically he started it. I'm not sure you can even point to a part of his career where he wasn't taking them, and you can say, "Hey, look at what this guy did." It didn't really matter. He did it to avoid injury, or he did it to stay healthy. This guy, I think, was just a cheater from from the jump. Okay, um, it will, you'll you'll get very little argument from anyone against him being a cheater. There's no doubt about and that. And so my number one, and, and the all-time cheater, because he's so many of us believed in this guy. And we find out the whole thing was a fraud, was Lance Armstrong. I mean, here's a guy that overcomes testicular cancer. He's got like a 40 or 30% chance of living at one point. He has tumors in his brain, his lungs, everywhere. Comes back, beats the disease, wins that bike race nine million times in a row, denies it, denies it. Okay, And you're thinking to yourself, man, I couldn't ride my bike 20 miles, and this dude, this dude be cancer, and he's riding up mountains yeah. that are 6,000 feet high. And Had all the sympathy in the world built. He's a yeah. hero. He's a hero. No, he's not a hero. He's a vindictive so, cheater, and he took people down um, with him who called him out, tried to take yes, them down. Yes, so he's my number yeah. one cheater of all time, Lance Armstrong. Interesting list that you have put together there. So number five is Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, Number four is Marion Jones, poor Marion. Number three is Lyle Alzado, uh, no love for the Raiders there. Number two is Jose Canseco. Uh, and number one, Lance Armstrong. So, uh, I can't wait to hear yours because then I want to go over who missed our list because I have some interesting ones, and I'm sure you do too, who just missed your list. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, number five for me. Um, I am myself am cheating by doing this. So here's here's me cheating on the list of all time. I have I have a little combo here. My combo for number 5 is Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. Um Mark McGuire for um clearly taking roids and looking bigger than any human that's ever played the sport of baseball while telling us I'm cl- <laughs> I'm clean, all right? Um nothing like someone looking like a Shrek Hulk combo standing in the batter's box and obliterating uh the single season home run record. Um, I really wanted to throw Sammy Sosa in there. No, I was going to say, I, th- I, think, I think that's a package deal. If you want, I know where you're going with Barry. You're saying that the reason Barry became a cheater is because these idiots started it. And I, I yeah. think that's where you're going. And I agree with that. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy wins by losing the home run race to Mark McGuire. You see how that happened? Sure. I, and then I thought of throwing Sammy Sosa back on for bleaching his skin and cheating on being black going, you know, uh, uh, I thought about throwing him right back on the list. Yeah, and that's a good point. It, <laughs> off it, back on it. He's cheating in his post-baseball life. Hey, uh, for one fair <laughs> thing, let me just say to defend Maguire a little bit, even though, you know, it's hard to defend the guy he belongs oh, I got, to. I got, I got to hear this. He did, he did hit in the, you know, high 30s or low 40s in his rookie and second season when he was just a tall string bean playing first base for the A's before him and, before him and Jose started sharing bathroom stalls together, injecting each yeah. other. <laughs> okay. Freaking Jose. So, I mean, he really Jose did have talent, anymore. that guy. McGuire could play. I'm not sure Jose ever could play. <laughs> ah, gosh darn Jose. All right. So, I'm throwing Barry in there also because okay. while Barry was a great player, probably heading on his way to the Hall of Fame, um, damn it, man, that season when he hit 73 home runs, it was like, how the hell do you pitch to this guy? And how is the bat speed, how does he touch that ball in there on his hands and keep it fair, number one, and hit it that far? Um, clearly cheating. 
How about the way Clearly the bat right. looked, by the way? He was so big. Remember how his head had grown from the roids and everything? Like, he's the only guy I ever know yeah. that was 30 years old. And it looked like, size. It, it, yeah, it looked like a straw in his hand. It looked yeah, like he went from, like, a size 11 shoe to, like, a size 13. You know, it, it was like he a was running through baseball caps, um, you know, like, used surgeon gloves. And, yeah. and so... But how about the way the bat would look like a straw, right? One night I'm watching him play my Dodgers, and this is when Gagne was throwing like 100. You remember and Gagne was Who was also two. on steroids. Yes, yeah. yes, Gagne's throwing 100, right? So he comes in. He runs one in on inside on Barry. He throws it 100 on, you know, inner half of the plate. Barry takes it and puts it in the right center field, like <laughs> over the bleachers in, 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 in that uh, giant stadium, you know, where the bay is. It's like... Yeah, I oh mean, not, not he didn't hug he didn't hug the home run inside of the foul pole, right center field. I mean, if that doesn't say steroids on a hundred mile per hour fastball, then nothing does. All right, so I'm throwing Barry and Mark in there as a number five combo. Number four, Emil. I don't know if you considered this next individual for your list, but um, there are ways to win sports competition. You could take drugs, um, you know, you could circumvent the rules, um, you could do a number of things, and then another way to try and get yourself to the top of the mountain is to have a couple of your goons go out with a two-by-four and whack your uh, biggest competitor right in the knees before they go out. Oh, well and played, and Chad. That, oh, well <laughs> so, played. Tanya Harding has to yes. be on the list. How did I miss unlike her? anyone else, yeah, unlike anyone else, she just said, to hell with all the, you know, innuendos and the little sleight of hands. I'm going to just take out the competition literally by having a two-by-four accidentally hit her knees at the hands of a couple of my goons. So Tanya Harding's got to get on the list. Uh, she threatened And I see her now every week on, uh, on my True TV World's Dumbest Videos. She gets the comment with all the C-list stars like Leif Garrett and Dan, uh, Danny Bonaducci and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. She's been put into uh, quite the company there on VH1. But nevertheless, Tanya Harding, number four on my list. What better way to assure, or, you know, she didn't even win it all, but what better way to slide up in competition than to take a two-by-four to the matter? Number three. I uh, have Bill Belichick on my list as number three. Now, he might not have been as high if he just had the one little discretion where he, quote-unquote, accidentally filmed the Super Bowl practices. But this whole uh, Charmin saw football thing um, puts him higher up on my list. Because, all right, one time was, oh, yeah, that's one thing. But now you did it again? You did it yeah. again, man? So Three I, times, I, by the way. Three times. Well, what was the other thing? When they when they were videoing that they were told by the NFL not to video the other team's sidelines defensive signals, but he didn't care. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you know we've got an ongoing situation here, a pattern of behavior, and for that I can't keep him off this list, and I'm going to put him at number three. Number two for me, and it hurts me to do this because I really idolized this guy at the time, and uh, I have my thoughts about this sport and about just how prevalent. The cheating is in this sport, but nevertheless, when you obtain the kind of stardom um, and there's as much attention that was put on your victory only to have it reversed in front of the entire world the way that it did, uh, Canada's Ben Johnson has to be on this list for me. He's number two on it. And again, I have my thoughts about how many people in that final 100 meters with him were probably on steroids, including one of his biggest accusers. Nevertheless, though, he's the one that got caught, and in a very public um, onslaught that went afterwards, he had to return that gold medal. And in a sport 
that is as worldwide as the Olympics. Um, I just feel like Ben Johnson's gotta gotta be on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a it shame too because that guy the, he was a talent, I think. But again, you don't know when they started doing it. So yeah, yeah, and I don't know that he would have. I don't know that he would have been quite that kind of a talent. So no. but again. He may have needed to do that because everyone else was. So that's still open for debate. So number two is Ben Johnson for me. Number one, Emil, and this happens to us a lot, but I think anyone, if you ask ten people the biggest cheat of all time, they're going to have the same person. And uh, it's Lance Armstrong uh, repeatedly cheating, repeatedly denying it, and then trying to crush those who opposed him. Yeah, he wasn't only a cheater, but I mean, he was a guy that was like he was like Frank in House of Cards. If you watch that show, the Frank Underwood. I mean, he was he was going to crush anybody in his way. He, I mean, he wasn't even self you know reflective enough to say, "Man, I'm cheating," and these people are only calling me out on it. He was going to crush them for for calling out on it. Yeah, he was going to run them over with his bike if he could. And so yeah. for that reason, you got to have Lance Armstrong at or near the top of the list, number one for both of us. So it's unanimous. Lance Armstrong, your all-time biggest cheater. I and, can't uh, believe. Well, I can believe it. I guess because, like you said, I guess if we asked ten people, nine would say Lance. I'm thinking if they're sports. Oh yeah. People. Oh yeah. No, no doubt about it. If they if they halfway know what's going on in the how about sports, let's so. let's have some ones that just missed the cut. For me, I give you a, a great cheater. Well, you Tiger go, you Woods. give one, and I give one. And Tiger Woods is a great one. cheater. Now he wasn't a cheater in golf necessarily. I think he did have one little incident. But oh, man, was that guy old. cheating or what? He was man, cheating. we're going, but. We're going right off the bat. We're going below the belt. <laughs> Come on, man. How about the way man, he's cheating? I mean, he's not nailing anything right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I mean, mean, that dude, <laughs> if you shower with him after a golf tournament, you want to move slow. <laughs> Come on, man. Name me a guy who's reached the top in sports or celebritum, if I could use that word, that didn't follow them footsteps. But... Yeah, but it was Charlie Sheehan-ish the way he was cheating. I mean, porn stars, waitress, (laughs) he didn't care. Damn, Emil, (laughs) you did that on a Friday. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't deny it. I guess you got to say that. Um, I don't even know how I topped that. That's almost like a drop-the-mic moment right there. Um, I'm going to throw this one on there. And and, uh, for for soccer fans – um, that are of our age or older, they'd have to remember this. How about Diego Maradona, hand of God, uh, that propelled his team in 1986 in a very uh, big game in the World Cup and, and got them um, through that victory. The hand of, hand of God goal got them through to the end, and they eventually ended up winning the 1986 World Cup. It's something that's still talked about. Uh, I want to say they did a 30-for-30 30 30 on it. Uh, so, so let me get Maradona, this straight, because you know, I know you like soccer because you played when you were in uh, Trinidad, um, mm-hmm. and then I guess you know as a youth continued to follow it and play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you: Did uh, was this is this a famous moment, a World Cup moment? He slapped the ball in. Is that basically what you're telling me? He he knocked the ball in the goal with his hand. Yeah, well, to say that he slapped it in would 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 say that it's uh, quite obvious. Blah blah blah. Um, and people still, this is one of those things that's still open to debate, but. Uh, by and large, people realize that the ball went off his hand and went in the goal, and it's called the hand of God goal, and it's very, very um, in the history of the World Cup. Well, but wait a second, that's not moment. intentional cheating in that. I mean, he did it. At, you know, I mean, the ref could have called a penalty and disallowed the goal. Would you want him to have a Greg Brady moment? Did you want, him, or like one of those those PA commercials or those you know those public service announcements when they say 
honesty. Pass it on. Hey, what do you listen. want me to turn to the ref and say, oh, let no, sure, this ref, out. I let slapped it Let me lay this out in. for you with Maradona, okay? Let me lay this out for you. Maradona couldn't reach the ball with his head. When you couldn't reach the ball with your head, obviously you can't reach it with your legs. Your shoulder couldn't reach it. The man threw his hand up and said, I'm getting this ball in this goal one damn way or another. So <laughs> but the ref, the, didn't the, the ref didn't call it. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, it. I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. Isn't that how most cheats go? No one found it until Oh, they, come on you know, now. This, that's on the field. It. What do you want? They return to the ref and say, hey, Mr. Ref, I know we just well, won the Well, in Diego Maradona's personal life, which didn't really help him with the hand of God thing, he uh, was busted for drug trafficking and all of those. So, you know, just had that cheating nature about him. Okay, so I got It didn't you. really help him. So He had a whole, okay, put, well, I got another one for you. Yeah, he had, a whole, he, had a, he had a whole thing going on there. So I'm This guy barely missed my list, by the way, Al Davis. I mean, this is a guy who used to be oh, proud about cheating. This. Right? How? Cheated how? He used to, <laughs> how about the time he, Stabler rolled the ball? 20 yards for a touchdown. He was Man, proud. blaming that on Al Davis? Just win, baby. Win if you can, lose if you must, if all, you always cheat. The one linebacker for the Raiders said that their motto was, if you aren't cheating, you aren't trying hard enough. Man, this is the second time you went in on Al Davis. You won't let the guy rest in his, in his jumpsuit, uh, <laughs> his little track suit. Come on, who nothing. else? Give me somebody who missed your on. list. Come on. Who, who missed your list? Give me somebody else. Danny Almonte. For those oh! About baseball. But he was a kid. Do we really want to play? He was like, he was well, shaving and playing the Little League World Series. all those responsible for Danny Almonte, who uh, nothing like coming in and being several years older than the competition and dominating and uh, getting all of the news that, that, uh, and all of the accolades that came along with it. But Danny Almonte um, was, in the, was in the 12-year-old league, um, and he was 14, and everyone was marveling at how this 12-year-old could hum it in there at 70 miles per hour. And uh, the poor 12-year-olds trying to get their team to victory just couldn't catch up with damn 70 mile per hour. Think about that, Amy. And the little kids are saying to their dad, how about those little 12-year-olds? Dad, I think Danny is, is not, shouldn't be in this league. Why, son? He's 6'1". He drives to school. <laughs> and I saw him shaving after practice the other day. Uh, I mean, Amos, should I start taking this stuff personally already for crying out loud? I, mean, I, I think some. I think Danny Elma. I think Danny's on the switchboard somewhere, <laughs> knocking us off. <laughs> I mean, what's up with this? Like, no end to the problems with these guys. You know what I think it is? They hate no more shit. You know, really, there gotta be something in the mix. Whoa. I mean, Travis Ward says it best. I mean, they're hating on us or something. They are right, hating on us. Danny Almonte. I got Danny Almonte just missing my list. Do you? I have got another? two baseball ones for you. I'll throw them out. Number one, shoeless Joe Jackson. I mean, the guy was in on fixing the World Series. Man, you're digging way back on that one. And I got a better one for you. Blast from your, your more recent past. Gaylord mm-hmm. Perry, the lovable cheater. The guy who you wrote a book basically about how he doctored baseballs and ended up in the Hall of Fame. I could... Never forget him reaching behind his neck to get the grease, hair grease or whatever the hell, to doctor the damn baseball uh, and strike guys out left and right. Hey, those are good. That's those are the. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to describe him though for our younger our younger audience. I mean, this guy used to put so much grease on. He he'd be like one of those guys you see in one of those West Side Story movies, an Italian guy that's got his hair slicked back, and and he only he'd put it all on the back of his neck. 
perfectly normal for this guy to be uh, walking around like he's sponsored by, you know, Vaseline Intensive Care, and he would just reach back there whenever he needed it and uh, could send a guy back to And everybody the in the dugout. league knew it. That was, that was the irony back then. Everybody knew the guy doctored baseballs. Yeah, except the guys in blue, unless they were in complete and total denial. So, um, yes, I do very much remember Gaylord Perry. Man, we got to remember, we got to put Tim Donahue on this list, do we not? Uh, oh, yeah. The basketball referee that, uh, you know, made calls according to um, the point's expression. <laughs> <laughs> really based on what his ticket from the from the casino said. You got to love that. So Tim Donahue makes the list, and all of the NBA fans out there are, you know, saying right now, oh, yeah, absolutely, he should be on the on the list. I only have one remaining. Did you have one more? No, there's no. This is too much fun. We could we could be doing this for four hours. We're going to talk yeah, about Yeah, we could football. probably name 50 cheaters. My last one is anyone involved with Olympic boxing. I mean, they they were just, uh, my God, did they cheat some guys through the years. Roy Jones comes to Oh, mind. yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there have been some really crafty cheats by the Olympic boxing referee, so I'm going to throw that in I think in you there. could do that in almost yeah. any Olympic sport where the scoring is done subjectively. I mean, people who are into gymnastics and other sports like that where they, they get scores based on, you know, someone's opinion will tell you famous moments of cheating, you know, against gymnasts where, you know, the Russian judge didn't like the American judge or vice versa. So I think you can say yeah. that. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, Jameis Winston. Um, trouble just just continues to follow him. It's nothing new, but uh, we're going to talk about the timing of what's going on with him next. And then a very important member of the uh, NFL, um, a very important member is going to be returning to the NFL. We'll talk about that. And uh, also we'll talk about Paul Pierce's comments, not really dig, not really digging the new NBA-style player. We'll talk about that more when we get back on the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship-type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now.
We're back here live from the Gridiron Set Show Studios. <laughs> How about that one? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we're live from the studios here. Um, we just had fun putting together our top five cheats of all time list. I think if you ask a thousand people, I don't know if you'd get anyone out of those thousand to have the same people uh, on their list, all five people, because there have just been so many cheats. Nothing brings out cheating like sports, wouldn't you say? No, well, or the stock market. You were in that game for a while. Is that is that even considered cheating? I think that's almost like part of the deal. You gotta you gotta cheat, pump and dump, baby. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's you're right. That's a, but but am I wrong? Do they not? Is that not like uh, the king of 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 cheating in business? At least is is the market? Come on, man. Hey, there's money involved there, man. And you know, wherever there's money, uh, cheating is sure to follow. They are cousins. All right. Uh, what else do we have going on? A very uh, timely lawsuit has been filed here by the Jameis Winston rape accuser. Here we are, two weeks out from the uh, National Football League draft and this young man's biggest moment in his uh, in his young life to come. And uh, his accuser and those that are with her, as meaning legal team, have uh, chosen this moment in time in which to file a civil lawsuit. And according to Jameis Winston's attorney, he says this has been shot down six times um, and they'll be ready to shoot it down again. What do you think of the timing of this lawsuit? What do you make of this whole situation? Seems like, you know, typical opportunity. I mean, well, first of all, let's be honest. He's put himself in this position by some of his, uh, you know, his former uh, actions or whatever you want to say, previous. But in this case, it seems like a very um, opportunistic person trying to take advantage of his time in life and, and you know, go out there and you know hurt him. So I, I don't know. I, you know. I don't know enough about wh- how real you know the accusations are, but they do seem at an odd you know coming again at an odd time. And if it's been out there six times already, how many more times can you file it? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we have to tread lightly here. We have to be cautious because we do not know the actual facts concerning this. Um, and but you do right. also need to point out that this has been shot down several times. You've had you've you've had your time in court the evidence has been presented and uh, the answer has been no more than once I mean, if it's actually six times and then uh, so be it uh, but it's 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 come to the table several times and it's been pushed off the table several times and you just don't want to let it die and um, I'd have to say it's a really really horrible thing if this is not how it went if this is not what happened for you know for them to come at this moment in time and uh, trying to ruin this big moment for for Jameis Winston. Um, There was an interesting point brought up on this. It's possible that the facts are what they are in this case. However, the two parties involved see what happened there differently. Would you agree or disagree with that? Well, sure. I mean, if you're talking about it, he he may have seen it as consensual. She may have seen it as something else. Correct. I mean, that that. Unfortunately, in a lot of these cases where it is a he said, she said, and there's a sexual assault involved, a lot of it is, uh, you know, based on perception of each person. You know, and one person mm-hmm. thinks something was consensual, and the other person doesn't doesn't think so, and that's why the cases are so hard to prosecute. Well, let me ask you this, and and uh, you play GM for the moment. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks have the number one pick in the NFL draft, as we all know. If you're the GM of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does this does this bother you in any way? Does this make you think twice about p- taking Jameis Winston? What would be your feelings on that? Uh, does it bother me? 
Of course it does. Is it going to stop me? Probably not because, you know, in a lot of these guys you have some, you know, uh, they've made some dubious choices uh, mm. early in their lives. You know, I mean, not maybe not to this extent, but, they, you know, they, they've done some stuff that concerns you, whether it's smoking marijuana and you know that if they fail, you know, or drug tests or, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I think I think the, the draft by definition is a roll of the dice. And, uh, you know, in that case, I, I'm, I'm rolling the dice because I think he's the most talented quarterback, and I need a quarterback if I'm Tampa. We can also throw in there, too, that if we're talking about the number one pick overall in the draft and you're talking about a quarterback, you'd have to think that Tampa Bay's organization has turned over every rock and have uh, dug deep into everything, all things Jameis Winston, and know about as much as they're going to know or know as much as anybody about the uh, facts and and everything concerning this case. You'd have to think that, uh, number one. And number two, they may also know that uh, there's a possibility that this could rear its you know ugly head again as it is doing so right now. But the question is this: What about the public backlash? Uh, you know, this was this was kind of falling off of the radar for Jameis Winston, and now the filing of the civil lawsuit now brings it back to the front page. And is there a is there is there a bit of a backlash coming Tampa Bay's way uh, through the media or through their fan base? when you draft a guy who at the time is going to be embroiled in, in something like this? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, there probably is. But, again, you know, this is the NFL is a winning business. You know, you win or you get fired. And I think a lot of these guys, while they want to pretend they're making decisions based on uh, public consciousness, they've got to make decisions that they think are going to win them games on the football field or they're not going to be around to make many more decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, but very much a results-oriented business. There's no doubt about that. So, um, I mean, listen, I don't I'm know. just saying, calling it like it is. You know, there's a joke yesterday. I mean, you know, Aaron Hernandez, you know, got got a you know convicted of the murder and he's doing life in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was going to say, well, maybe Jerry Jones will take a look at him if he gets out. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, like, yeah. Well, look, what if he would have beat that case? Do you think he would have played in the league again? That one, I'm not. sure. Sure of. I mean, because I think you're really going into a you know some some uncharted waters when you, when you're talking about an accused murderer. Mm. And I think if he beat the case, it would have been on it. Most likely, I think most people would have believed a technicality. I think most people, you know, from the the evidence, believed he was involved. If not, you know, mm. the trigger man. As it turns out, he's convicted. But if he had beaten it, I'm not sure he gets back in. Although Conan yeah, O'Brien uh, had a great Conan O'Brien, by the way, Chad had a great joke. He said uh, his attorney is trying to get the sentence of life in prison lowered to two seasons with the Jets. Oh, freaking <laughs> Jets! I brought this up the other day, Emil. If you're a New Yorker, okay, if you're a New Yorker, you can't do the Jets Mets combo. Okay, you can't do that. If you're going to be a Jets fan, then damn it, man, you got to root for the Yankees. And although the Yankees aren't winning championships, you could always fall back in an argument and say, we've won 27 of them. Uh, you at least can fall back on that. But you can't do the Mets-Jets combo. If, you, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're rolling with the Jets, you got to roll with the Yankees. If you're rolling with the Giants, then it's okay to beat the Mets. But, man, I mean, the But it seems like Nothing it goes the other there. way because you and I are thinking pragmatically as as a fan if but in New York those lines are usually drawn by where you were where you grew up and if you were you know usually someone who was born in Queens you tend to root for the Mets obviously 
it seems mm-hmm. the Jets, and, and a lot of times, you know, you'll, you, they'll even be Islander fans um, if, if they were born there. And the people who were born in Manhattan and, you know, the Bronx tend to be Yankee, Giants, Rangers fans if for hockey. Uh, yeah, you know, then, you know, that whole Shea Stadium thing, man, not not good. But I get what you're saying. You know, the boundaries define your fandom, and that's really the case. I know, I know in, people, in like you're saying, who are Jets fans, but they roll with the Yankees. And I know a few people who happen to be Mets fans, but they roll with the Giants. I, I do know that, you know. But but you're right. That that would be the way to go. if you were, You'd have to split it up because otherwise you go Mets-Jets, and it's tough. Yeah, you got to hedge. I, I think – you really do have to hedge. All right, uh, Adrian Peterson, as expected, right? We expected him to be reinstated by Roger Goodell. He's not. He's not a fool. He's not that dumb to have this man sit out another season. Um, so he is indeed reinstated and can rejoin the Minnesota Vikings. All of their off-season activities. The big, big question here is: Does he remain a Minnesota Viking? A. Does it make sense for the Vikings to to, to have Adrian Peterson with them uh, this year and for the future? Um, and B, is it is it in Adrian Peterson's best interest to depart from the Minnesota Vikings, who were not 100%, it seems, in his corner when he was going through this situation? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to play there, and football, you know, is, is one of those games where I think more than anything, if you don't want to be in a place, it's dangerous for the team to keep that guy just because, uh, it's it, it's such a tough game. I mean, physically, if your heart's not in mm-hmm. something, you know, uh, the performance could 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 lag. I mean, sure, would he still be pretty good? No doubt. But you know, if I'm if I'm them, I'm getting value. Now the question is, we talked about a little Monday, who's going to step up and give you some value? If you're a Viking fan and you think you're getting a first round pick, you're not. Not mm-hmm. not you know not unless somebody you know leaves the reservation, as I like to say. You'd be you'd be but doing why well. Not? Why why not? For our listeners here, why can't the Minnesota Vikings get a pick for a guy who's believed to be the best at his position in the a National Football League? A few reasons. Well, I'm not saying they can't. I just don't think anyone will because number one, the draft is deep with running backs this year. Literally, I could give you a list right now off the top of my head and probably give you ten guys that are in the right situation could be quality NFL running backs. So that mm-hmm. said, I don't think a team's giving you a first round pick when they could just grab a guy out of the draft. Number two, you gotta pay him. That's the other question. Mm-hmm. He's on the books for twelve million to make to make twelve million bucks this year. Even if he's gonna give you a discount and say, I just want out, I'll play for seven million bucks. Mm-hmm. Seven million is still a big contract for a running back per year at in the way the NFL structured today. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just I don't think anyone's gonna step up and toss away a first round pick. I think if the Vikings were to get a second they'd be doing well, and they'd get that money off their books, and they could spend it how they want to. But I just don't mm-hmm. think that, you know. And a second-round pick, by the way, is nothing to sneeze at. If you if you do your homework, you're getting a starting football player. No, it's player not. But if round. you're the Minnesota Vikings and you believe that you're holding in your hand the best player at, at his position in the NFL, I think you're probably thinking first-round pick is what we deserve uh, as compensation for sending this guy off. I'd have to think that that's – what the deal is? Um, let's play a little. Let's let's play a little game here. Uh, if he was going to leave, we've already talked on the show about him possibly going to the Cowboys, which you know we both agree we would like to see. But let's cancel that out. They have a they have a running back there. They're okay. Who could use Adrian Peterson the most, and the who Cardinals. would be willing to take? It's an easy one for me. The Cardinals. Yeah. He's only well, first Denver? of all. He what said he would. What What about the Broncos who are trying to win right now before? Peyton Manning's uh, arm falls off. 
Well, that's interesting. It's an interesting point, but from what I remember, they're not on his list. Uh, he came up with five teams. Like, I guess he Forget his list. Team. Who needs him? Forget about I'm going to throw some facts out the out of the window here, so let's forget about contract. They let's can't fit him, though. List. Honestly, I don't think the Broncos could fit him. I mean, they, they were letting guys go this year. I mean, their salary cap has so much money between Peyton Manning and other guys there making big. Don't forget, they're paying DeMarcus Ware $10 million bucks a year to be a pass rush specialist. Uh, mm. You know, they got a franchise tag. Do you agree with that? I mean, ten million dollars for that, for that particular job. Listen, I, don't I, know. I don't know. If I like D. Ware, and I mean, he's a Hall of Famer to me. But you know, no, that's not. I mean, mm. the Cowboys, as evidenced by the season they had last year, apparently did the right thing, letting him walk. Okay, so mm. yeah, you know, I don't agree with it. But they, you know, they've got ten million tied up in him. They've got twelve or thirteen on the franchise tag for Thomas, the receiver. Uh, Peyton makes a chunk of money. I'm just not sure. They have the financial well, wherewithal. As hard as, this, as hard as it is for you to do this, Mr. Accountant, um, just imagine this, money aside, would Adrian Peterson in Denver make them some sort of a favorite to to, to go to and win the Super Bowl? I'm Wouldn't not be sure because I don't think then? offense is their problem. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, it couldn't hurt, but I'm not sure – it's going to have the effect you're trying to lead the listeners to believe because, as we've talked about, Peyton Manning wants to throw the football. And Peyton Manning, as far as I'm concerned, is the offensive coordinator in Denver. He gets to the line. Mm-hmm. He calls the play. If the quarterback mm-hmm. doesn't buy in on running the ball, you're never going to run the ball. Dan Marino didn't. And until last year, Tony Romo didn't. Tony Romo mm-hmm. was changing plays at the line of scrimmage. We used to crucify Garrett and guys like that, but Romo would audible into plays that were run plays, made them passes, until they got him to buy into the fact that you can be more successful throwing when you want to versus throwing because you need to. Only then did they start running the ball. Do you think Peyton Manning at 39 years old and probably his last season is all of a sudden going to say, hey, let's run it 30 times a game? I wouldn't throw that out the window because while he is a a maniac on that end, he he, he is an intelligent person. And my God, he's got a guy looking through the window upstairs every every game during the season who has been right there where Peyton Manning's been and had to make a complete mind change at the late twilight stages of his career and, and as such brought in two Super Bowl trophies. Do you think John Elway has sat Peyton Manning down and had that conversation with him? Hey, listen, I was the gunslinger of this league. I was one of the two top guys throwing the ball around. I got all kinds of credit for my arm, and I went to, what was it, three Super Bowls, and we yep. got ran right off the field, and here's what happened. We got a running back. We got a running game. I bought in. I got two Super Bowl trophies. Maybe you want to do that, and, and here's how we're going to go about it. You think that conversation's ever happened? Uh, maybe not You know, as much as come on and have a seat or it might be over a beer or something. Sure, I'm sure at some mm. point – He's pointed that out, you know. Mm-hmm. Old old habits die hard. I'm just not sure, you know. A guy like Peyton gets to the, to the line. He's a very confident guy. You don't get to where he's been without being confident. He sees a defense and he thinks, okay, do I want the ball in my hands, or do I just want to turn around and let someone else do it? And that's very hard for a competitor to change at this stage. You're saying Arizona. Um, let's say. Let's say Adrian Peterson's got four years left. Can well, you you're being generous. I mean, I know, I know we both love Adrian Peterson, okay, but he's 30 years old, and if you 
he's got four years left, I mean, he could be the anomaly. He could be like an Emmett Smith that, you know, can be productive that long. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of this. young. He looked had no signs of slowing down the last time he was allowed to play football in this league. So Well, I'm thinking um, as a top back, definitely he's got two maybe, and then, you know, probably a third, you know. I say if he goes to Dallas, he's got four years. If he goes to Arizona, then let's cut that down a little shorter. But... <laughs> <laughs> they run out of the tunnel, and his career's over. It's like when Emmett came yeah. back to Texas Stadium, and they handed him the ball, and Roy Williams, the, the safety, not the receiver, broke his, his clavicle or something. Like <laughs> Nothing like someone missing a block as you as you jog out the tunnel and you get hit before the game even starts, which is, could happen in Arizona. Um yeah, well, I guess it's going to be interesting to see what happens with. He has. He want to know his list? The list I heard is Dallas, Arizona, San Diego, Tampa Bay, and there was one other one. Don't ask me why Tampa's on the list. I have no idea. Well, do you see the common theme in all those? Yeah, teams it's all right nice there. And like warm he didn't. And... He didn't say Green Bay, um, and you know he didn't say something like, you know, the New York Giants or you know somewhere no, like I'm that. No, I'm surprised Miami's like not. If he had Giants. Miami on the list, he'd have he'd have every nice city in the. In the NFL, Dallas, Miami. I think that speaks volumes about the Miami Dolphins, to be quite honest with you, that he named every sunny town except the sunniest. And to be honest, <laughs> the, the Dolphins running back uh, situation is not solid, if I could use that word. It's definitely not. So the fact that he didn't even name the sunniest uh, place of all uh, says something about the Miami Dolphins. So. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think it. I, I think it does, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, where do you, what do you think happens? I mean, if, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen quick. I mean, what's going to happen is we're going to come. I in, think in, so because you know what? If, if Minnesota and they say they want to keep him there, um, is successful in 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 stalling this out um, into the into training camp, I think Adrian Peterson's one of those guys that will maybe grumble and complain and talk about wanting to leave, but once he's got the pads on. It's mine's going to be on football, and you'll just go ahead and play football. I think that would be, I think that's what would happen. Yeah, so, I think he's making think, a run at getting out. I mean, to be honest with you, he figures, hey, I'm going to give it a shot, try to get out of here, um, and we'll see what happens. But you're right. I think once he plays, once he's, the lights come on, he's going to play. He's too much of a competitor. He's too good of a player. And like I said, I think we'll wake up some morning if he gets traded. It'll happen quick. It'll be like bing, bang. You wake up, you turn on ESPN or turn on your computer, and you see Adrian Peterson traded to wherever. Could it be on draft day? Think of the drama of that. There's a lot of storylines heading into this draft, by the way. And this may be another genius by the NFL pushing the draft back, though many of us hardcore fans bemoan the fact that they've pushed this thing back this far. But by doing so, they may have allowed a little more buildup and drama to take place going into this. Thing. Well, there could be, because let's say the Vikings go first. They, they get a player they like, okay? And let's pretend mm-hmm. it gets down to the Cowboys at 27. Now, the Cowboys, if people, you know, popular thinking is, depending on who's available, maybe the Cowboys are going running back at 27, okay? So the Vikings pick up the phone, they call the gunslinger Jerry Jones and say, Jerry, what are you doing at 27? Well, Gordon's still on the board, we're probably going to take him. How about we'll trade you Peterson for your second-round pick, now you could take somebody else with your first pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this very well could go down on draft day, uh, whatever the situation is going to be there. All right, with uh, the little time that we've got left, uh, Paul Pierce, did an interview with ESPN.com in which he uh, kind of outed some of his former teammates with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, mainly Darren Williams 
and then also talked a little bit about his current teammates on the Washington Wizards, John Wall and uh, Bradley Beal. And it, it, the the basic, to sum up his words, is that you've got guys in this league with a tremendous amount of talent, and it's, he's he's putting it on this new era of player that they don't want to put in the work. And I don't know, perhaps that would make me sound old, and uh, you too if you want to jump in here on that, but that just seems to be our culture nowadays. We live in this microwave um, society and uh, the sense of entitlement that the young players have, not only in basketball but in all sports, that uh, they want to shine, but they don't necessarily want to grind. And I think this is what you know Paul Pierce was getting at. Yeah, I think there's a little thing? bit of that. I think there's a little bit of that in most of the sports. You know, the guys forget forget whose shoulders they're standing on in these sports. You know, and a lot of them people came before them and worked hard and didn't make the money these guys are making today. And, uh, you know, some of them forget the history of the game. Usually the better players, amazingly, I find that the forget, better players... I don't, think they ever, I don't think they ever knew it. So if there's one thing that's glaring to me is that this newer generation studies less of the history of their particular sports than the generations before them. There's not a certain amount of reverence for the history of their game. I think more and more now in society has moved us in this direction that it's really it's just about making the money and about the contracts and not really about how this game was built and the, the historic figures in it and then surpassing the people in history and building your own legacy. It all, it all seems to be about your contract and your guaranteed money and where you fell in, in, historically along those lines. Would you agree or disagree with that? Well, you know, I, I agree. I, I, you know, it's just it's 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 a different. You know, and we sound old because every generation always says, you know, the one coming after them doesn't work as mm-hmm. hard. But I do think right. there's you, because of the internet and things that have happened and social media and the way kids are raised. I do think there is some credence to what he's saying. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the today's athletes, I was going to say, don't know the history of their games. As you you know. And the better ones seem to, though. You know, usually when you look at each sport, the guys that are really at the top of it tend to understand, you know, and and, and idolize the guys that came before them. A lot of times it's the guys who have talent that aren't quite at the top that don't want to work hard. They just want the money and that's it, you know. Yeah, they're in this thing for money. And, And to your point about the greats usually being the ones that have an understanding of history. I mean, let's think of Mike Tyson. When people think of Mike Tyson, true or not, they don't always think of him being uh, one of the most intelligent beings that have ever, um, you know, walked through the time of history. But if you sat down and talked to Mike Tyson about boxing, if boxing was the topic in the class, he's going to finish at the head of the class. He was a historian on oh, boxing. Oh, he loves he it. He still does. He, he talks about He could talk to you about greats. obscure matches. Yeah. And so I think that had to lend itself quite a bit to his greatness, is understanding the how your sport evolved and what your place now is in it and to learn from those before you. So if there are any young athletes out there listening to this show, it is within your best interest. It might be as important as you going out and doing your footwork or shooting those jumpers or practicing your swing. Uh, it's as important as any of those things is to study those who came before you and to learn both from the, some the, uh, from their successes as well as those failures. Guys who have done that through time, by and large, have ended up placing themselves rather big in history. Study history um, and apply it and, and become part of history. Can I get in my you favorite know. Mike Tyson interview before we go? Go ahead. 
he had made one of his numerous comebacks, and as after the fight, they asked him about his next fight, and he goes, "I don't know if I want to fight anymore." You know, because I, it's it's been a long time. He goes, "Joe Lewis," he said, "Joe Lewis will go out till two in the morning." You know, they keep being in shoes and it's suit, and he he jog home. He goes, "Joe Lewis, he was an all time great." He goes, "I just want to sit around and smoke marijuana and be with my kids." <laughs> Hey man, I gotta tell you, you don't do a bad Mike Tyson, by the way. That is not you don't a think? bad Mike Tyson. No, that's a pretty good one, man. I, um, uh, I'm impressed. Okay, I'm, let me. <laughs> you you didn't think I had that in me, did you? You figured this white no, guy up here is gonna try to do Mike that's Tyson? A, that's a pretty good one there, um, um, considering the fact that we've got an Italian American doing it right here. That's just absolutely awesome. I wanted to leave with this stat, this very interesting stat that I found on the internet. Tom Brady, by now we can all, you know, talk about his greatness, but this makes it even better. The combined stats of the six quarterbacks drafted before Tom Brady, the year that he came out, is 44,303 passing yards, 246 TDs. When you just hear that, it sounds really awesome. But not so awesome when you consider that Tom Brady himself has 53,258 yards passing in his career with 392 TDs. So he is better than the six guys chosen before him. Pretty decent for a sixth-round pick, huh? Yeah, pretty outstanding. So I like stuff like that as we start to head towards the draft, as we know the blunders that will be made on uh, draft day and then some of the real surprises that will come. Those those are the that's some of the biggest things I like about the NFL draft, just that whole part of it. But uh, well, I think the better teams uh, in the draft before we go, I really think that they have their process, and we've talked about that. You're going to make mistakes. Nobody has a, a crystal ball. You just have to have a process, and you stick to your process. If you do that over time, you'll have better drafts. I mean, that's just yeah, common uh, sense. Absolutely. The guys don't go in there and have a, a real-life plan and one that they seem to follow uh, annually. So uh, there, there's your situation right there. and We'll be uh, looking forward to that draft. It's coming. We're counting down to it, counting down to that draft, and um, some interesting stuff's going to go down there. All right. We gave you the top five cheats of all time. Marinate on that. Enjoy your weekend. We'd like to thank you all for listening to the Gridiron Stud Show. We're back at it again, Amal and I, on Monday, bringing you some more truth and uh, some more facts and some more fun. I had, a, I had a good time doing this show today. Did you not, Amal? Yes, we need to come up with a new list for Monday. Yeah, well, let's, let's make the world go around. Despite getting cut off a couple of times here, we did have fun doing the show today. And, again, I'm sure you had fun listening to it. If you enjoy the show, bring a friend with you. For Amo Calamino, I'm Chad Wilson. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Stud Show. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen.